So before we get started on this episode of the podcast, uh, Justin and I just want to take a quick moment. Um, when we recorded last Thursday, uh, the world was a shit place, but it wasn't as shitty as it has kind of gotten yeah. um, in a week's time. Um, Justin is Canadian, but obviously he's a lot of friends, including myself and Rachel and everybody else yeah, yeah. here in America. And a, a lot of people are seriously dealing with the repercussions of what happened on the Supreme court on Friday, where a few people put into power by a minority of people, uh, took away a right that had been guaranteed to them. Um, Justin, and I just want to make it very, very clear that here on this podcast, we support Omen's right to choose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is unequivocal. Uh, and that, this podcast and the community that we have created is a safe space for any person um, who is feeling honestly this attacked right now. Um, I know that we have other people in our community, such as uh, Ginger. He has been donate um, collecting donations, uh, trying to for Planned Parenthood, and I know that Justin, through his work at Dead Central, was actually working on. Uh, it's um, not me. It's not me. But well, well, I mean, but... like. Yeah, Dread Central is working. On yeah, something so there. they are. Well, they're contributing and kind of helped, or helping push, uh, like a game bundle. That's all the proceeds are going uh, towards the National Organization for Women and the Center for Reproductive Rights. Amazing. And when that comes out, we will share that on our social medias and Discord and stuff. But yeah. Justin and I, we talked before we started recording. We've been talking all week, but we just want to get very clear to all our listeners, anybody who who is just really feeling down or attacked or angry about this, that uh, we are here for you in any way we possibly can be. And uh, that we, we've got your back yeah, for the absolutely. fights that are to come. Yeah. And um, if you do agree with what happened, I personally don't want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, and you know, that's just how I feel. I don't think you have a place here. If that is how you feel because you are, effectively a piece of shit but hey that's just me and couldn't be better said so with that we are going to get into this week's episode we are reviewing a patron force game journey yes we are um i think it was a first playthrough for the both of us yes i think it might have been the shortest game on the podcast with the exception of 3d dino maze yeah like it was the i think it was the shortest game that there was actually like a you are able to complete right because 3d dino maze was just sure, kind of perfect. like there was no end really it just kind of kept going. and that was from uh, our patron eddie but before we get into that let's talk about what's been new with us i want to go first because i have like nothing yeah absolutely <laughs> i have been dealing with a lot of shenanigans we'll say at work um and rebel rousing but luckily it, it does seem things be turning a corner and it, i do i no longer feel like i need to like find an entry-level finance job just to get out of the situation that I'm really unhappy in. I feel like I can let things breathe a little bit, which makes me feel better. Uh, But TV-wise, I've been watching The Circle Season 4 with Dev, um, and then tomorrow we're going to finish Stranger Things Season 4 and the new episode of The Boys, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think... uh... Man, 
trying to think. Man, how many episodes of The Boys are there? I watched the first two episodes. I think there's usually ten, and I think we've gotten six so far. Okay. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, I went and saw the movie Elvis. Oh, how was that? So, a couple of caveats before I say anything. Uh, Boz Lerman, who is the director, um, he directed Moulin Rouge, Romeo Plus Juliet, Great Gatsby. He's my favorite director. Um, I, I've i always, like, for me, it's like, there's Scorsese, there's Tarantino, there's Tim Burton, and there's Boz Lerman. But after watching this film, like, it is put over the top. And I have, I have a connection to Elvis because my grandma, who passed away when I was really young, really liked him. But it's a beautiful film. I mean, it's a Boz Lerman film. If you like how Moulin Rouge looks, if you like how Great Gatsby looks, like, you're going to enjoy the way this film is done. They cast um, Tom Hanks kind of counter to the role we normally see him in. He's playing the snowman, who is basically a person who, I mean, even from my limited knowledge of Elvis, uh, was like a monster who had kind of ruined Elvis's life. I didn't realize Elvis died at 42 years old. Um, It was a really, really good movie. Uh, Beautiful film, great music. Uh, I'm definitely watching it again. And I'm, I'm, I, I really liked it, and it was definitely feeling a lot of emotions. But again, I have a lot of ties to Elvis, and I love Boz Lerman, so it made it for a fun movie for me. Uh, games, obviously, I beat Journey last night, uh, and then I just wanted to list out the games I picked up for the Steam Summer Sale. Okay. I got F Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6, Pixel Remaster. Nice, nice, nice. Final Fantasy 10, 10, 2. Okay. The Last Door, which we talked about. It's a horror game. It was like super cheap, so we both picked it up, I think, right? Uh, if not, uh, I'm going to do it right now because I meant to. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was like two bucks. Uh, the Arkham Collection for Batman, which I am really fucking excited. I I, I started for uh, just while I was like, waiting to get this podcast or recording started. Uh, but I think after I beat four, before I play After Years, I think I'm going to play through Arkham Asylum. Because it's been a long time, and... It'll be the first game I can like push my PC a little bit, and I mean a little bit because like I've been using this computer for pixel remasters and running ROMs, so like I haven't really even pushed this thing yet. But the last game I picked up is going to get it going. Uh, I got the Alan Wake collection, and I'm not sure if I can say this. I know we've already talked about it, but it's up to you. The oh, other part care. of Alan Wake. Uh, we're going to be doing Control as so kind of like a mid. Like an in-between season thing. Yes. Um, I never played it. I know it's one of Justin's favorite games. It's one of the few Platinums that he has. And so I'm very, very excited because like, I don't think I've played a game that you've like loved that I have not also loved. So I'm very excited. I'm excited to push my computer for the first time with that. It is. If you're going for the Platinum, it's actually like, it's, it's a easy to get Platinum, but the game has certain like, difficulties to it okay. that become more apparent when you're kind of going down those like side holes and yeah you know yeah uh, uh book wise i i haven't really been reading like i said i've just really been dealing with all it is like when I, when I come home and like everything has been going on the craziness like all i want to do is like sit and hang out with Devin or like sit outside with, and watch the dogs run in the circle which my life was so simple uh i have like four hours left in moby dick okay. i am very 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 excited to finish that, to move on to Hannibal. And then I think I told you last week, I'm going to, to do the uh, the Thrawn trilogy for Star yeah. Wars after yeah. that. Um, and then the last kind of really cool thing is 
tomorrow, uh, Devin and I both took a vacation day. I know it's Canada Day for you guys. Yep. We just decided we didn't want to work a full week, so we both took a vacation day for tomorrow. <laughs> but she actually has a surprise for me. I have no idea what it is. We're waking up. Apparently, it's like 90 minutes away. She's driving, which is crazy because she doesn't like to drive. And uh, she's surprising me with something, and I have no idea. So I'm I'm very excited for what tomorrow has. Well, it's exciting. You'll have to let me know. Like I will. I, I, I really have no idea, and that's it's not something I'm used to. So Yeah. Well, that's awesome, but, though. Yeah. But yeah, I, I trust her and I mean, makes the work week shorter when it's only <laughs> four days. Instead yeah. of, it was so funny because I messaged Justin on Monday and I was like, bro, I, I can't do this. And like, I'm, I'm taking a vacation day on Friday. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I already have one scheduled, but I feel it. Like we both were having like a Monday. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for <laughs> just not to have to like wake up and go to work tomorrow. It's I know. Yeah. Uh, so with that, that's all really, like, I have. Like I said, not really a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. It's been busy with other things but how about yourself oh boy okay um i watched the second episode of the boys uh, okay. i've been watching umbrella academy i think i'm four. so has the p how are I, you liking it i don't know that's what he said too he said he hasn't really felt compelled to like sit and bend which he has before yeah like usually like the last two seasons i did that this one i am watching one episode a night yeah um i finished obi-wan I don't know if I finished it before we... Uh, so I talked about I finished it, but you hadn't finished it yet, mm. so we didn't discuss it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, obviously, I'm not going to spoil it here. Sequence, but yeah, we, we won't spoil it because I respect my Star Wars fans too much, but that final sequence, I know you and I talked about uh, in our messages how you were concerned about, or you had heard concerns about it leaving it open-ended. Yes. And I told you my thoughts were... It's inherently open ended because all these characters are, are going to go on. Yeah, they're alive, right? Like we know. Yeah. So, what? How did you feel to watching the episode? Without, I know you don't want to spoil anything, but did you feel like that was like a, a fair assessment on my part? Yeah, I mean, we always knew it's like the Titanic, right? You already know how it ends. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. That's what, right. <laughs> what happens doesn't really matter because we already know where it's going to end. But yes. I'm here for like cool stories here and there until that happens also can we talk about people don't understand how people age like that in nine years i i've seen people change more than that in like three years so one of the one of the most interesting things i've ever noticed uh is i took a history class in college and one of the lectures was about how the presidency of the united states seems to suck the soul from the person yep. who sits at the desk. And what he did was he was showing pictures of like Barack Obama on the day of his inauguration versus Barack Obama four years in and Barack Obama eight years in. And like, you can age <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. And so also like, I would much rather have a too young Obi-Wan going in that film with Uma McGregor yeah. and some random casting. Exactly. And, and like, I just, I don't understand why people complain about that. That <laughs> solo film would have been much better if we just said, Hey, suspend disbelief. We're putting old ass Harrison Ford and to play a young version of himself. I still haven't seen it. it. It's not bad. Like I love Donald Glover. I love Amelia Clark. Like it's just the story is kind of like, for the Star Wars content, I feel like until Dave Filoni like 
grabbed the reins and said, we have to, like, have a goddamn plan. Like, yeah. like we, we have to, like, figure out what we're doing. It's been kind of hard. And there have been times, you and I have talked about it, there are some episodes of Mando or Boba Fett that definitely feel, even Obi-Wan, that feel like... Oh, that one rage. middle episode that was like, uh Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's because I personally feel Star Wars is better off as a a film media medium okay. like i feel like a, a film because then you aren't you aren't spreading it out as much yeah right i i do feel like the obi-wan film tv series could have easily been a two and a half hour film yeah i agree and but i know disney's obviously doing their shit when it comes to disney plus and tv yeah, yeah, series yeah. and all that and i'm sure there's like reasons behind it um but it's like we had something great like uh Rogue, not Rogue Squadron, Rogue One. Yes. Star Wars Rogue One. That's the one that took place, like... Yeah, Gary Widow. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had Solo, which was like, blah. You know what I mean? And it's like, because it goes back and forth. So, I don't know. I'm just happy. I got to see Hayden. Yeah, I'll be interested. I Again, I kind of hope they don't do a season two, that they kind of branch off and do maybe each one of their own things. Because I don't think we need them to meet again. I don't think they should. I think it's more powerful if the next time they met again was on the Death um, Star. The Death Star. Or not the Death Star. Save, yeah, it is the Death save, Star. Yeah, when, when they went to save Leia. Yeah. I think that's much more impactful. Yeah, I agree. Um, other than that, I think that's it TV-wise. Uh, movie-wise, I watched uh, the second Sonic movie. So much fun. So um, I watched everything everywhere all the time or whatever. And how do you feel? Oh, I think that movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? It is like like after the hour and a half when it gets to part 2, I was like, "Holy fuck." Like, I know. <laughs> but at the same time like, okay, like here we go. No, it was it was, it was such was... an interesting way to discuss nihilism. Yes. And I think it does it does multiverse stuff better than probably anything else i've seen <laughs> hands down yeah like it was it was hands fantastic down. hands down it, yeah. it, I, I do not even think it's close i think the only thing i can even think of that is close to it is the flashpoint comics oh yes yeah no, and it's an entirely know. different thing um, but, but I, that's where it's like that's where like flash goes back in time and like bruce wayne was killed not his parents and then martha oh, wayne okay. turns into the joker and Oh Jesus! Thomas Wayne is Batman, but he kills people. Oh man, okay, I gotta go back and I gotta go read. Oh, this. bro, there, there is a movie about that too, an animated movie. It's very and like Superman. No, Wonder Woman is like at war with Aquaman, so the Amazonians are against the Atlanteans, and they're like destroying humans or who are stuck in between. Dude, it's a Fuck. dark. It's dark <laughs> shit. <Fuck. laughs> um, I, I do. I'm gonna try to make time this weekend to watch RRR. That everybody seems to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah. know what that is. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think you it's also owe three Hellraiser movies in a week's time. Oh, fuck. Okay, I guess I'm watching a bunch of Hellraiser movies. Fuck, I forgot. Okay, that's okay. I'll watch. I'll, Rachel, I will have them watched, I promise. Um, <laughs> but uh, game-wise, though, um, all right, here we go. I am. I picked back up where I left off in Skyward Sword. I just have the last temple to do. Oh, my gosh how fun you playing that on the on the switch 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played oh. most of it like back when they like re-released it, but then I kind of dropped it, and I'm just picking it up now. Um, I, picked I forgot it up. they re-released it until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's 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 interesting. I had a lot of fun playing it on the Wii, like with the nunchuck. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it holds up as well, but it's still okay. There's just like I a lot Twilight of backtracking. Yeah, I agree. Try the pictures. <laughs> or Absolutely. Wind Waker. Yeah, hell yeah. Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> um, other than that, I let's see. Uh, I started playing. Link's Awakening, uh, yeah, Link's Awakening again as well because I have that. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Um, I played uh, Phobia, Saint. Oh. oh my god, uh, Saint. I'm gonna fuck this up. Saint Dinfa Hotel. It's like it's a Brazilian horror game. It's actually pretty cool. You mentioned that. You mentioned that. it was like kind yes. of like a mix of like Silent Hill, right? Like Silent Hill. Yeah. Life. So it's like it actually kind of reminds me of like Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and Outlast all mixed into one. Oh wow! So, that's, I, that's, I don't know. It's it it. it it definitely bites off more than it can chew yeah. because it is just like a, it's a very small, I think there's like seven people. Uh, okay. It's like a tiny studio, but it's, it's good for what it is. I, I hope they kind of go on and make a sequel. Cause I think it'd be interesting. Okay. Um, I started playing cyberpunk uh, because I never played, like I played. Devin it. tried to play that recently. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts on it. So I mean I I don't think it's as good as The Witcher I I hands down I'm behind CD Project Red doing The Witcher stuff C- Cyberpunk so funny was like <laughs> what I was gonna say so Devin started playing Cyberpunk yeah she played it for like an hour and a half and she's like there's nothing here and she put in The Witcher and started a new playthrough that's why I just <laughs> thought it was so funny because it's like your thought process was the same as hers oh yeah absolutely like while playing it I was like fuck. I like it makes me want to play The Witcher, but I yeah, I, that's what I, she's doing right now. <laughs> I I have this list of games that I've had on my PlayStation or Xbox or Switch or PC yeah. forever that I'm just like I have a list and I'm like okay, I have to play these. Like I Your have to get them. I have to get some of them out. That's how I beat uh, Ghost of Tsushima a while ago. I started playing uh, Days Gone, but. I kind of want to save that because it'd be interesting to play on the podcast, but it's because it's okay. it's really weird. But it's, it's zombies, also, right? Yeah, but it's also like forty hours long. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's a fucking long game. Um, oh yeah, that's so, the nice thing about switching to PC is like the last like big game I played on console was Elden Ring. Yeah, and like my back catalog was very clear because like like we're in the new generation. I don't have the PS Five. Yeah, but now it's like on PC. There are all these games I have been like waiting to dive into the Pixel remasters. Mm-hmm. Control is going to be a lot of fun. Re- uh, Retrograde got added to Steam as well. So like, there's like, so, there's like so. I feel like. I feel like, like a new door has been opened. If that makes any sense, like, it's, it's very weird. It feels like there's like, like there's like this, this plethora of things that have been awaiting me, and I'm finally able to access them. Yeah. Um. Wait, retrograde what? Sorry, that's like really stick it with me. That's retrograde? the Final Fantasy Seven DLC. Uh, DLC, is that what it's called? Oh, it's like uh, isn't it retrograde? Oh fuck, um, the Yuffie stuff seven. that only came to PS Five or PS Four. Integrate. <laughs> oh no, it's bad. retrograde. What the is fuck? It I get it. It's integrate. Yeah, I'm looking okay. at it. Now. It's integrate. Yeah, it's like Sorry. oh yeah, retrograde. Sure. What the fuck? And I here I am like googling retrograde. <laughs> That's my uh, fault. <laughs> no, it, it's. I had a lot of fun. I'm not going to spoil it for you, obviously, but it is. Uh, integrate is a lot of fun. Um, I think. Uh, the, so the other thing is, I played a 
demo version of the Resident Evil board game. Yes, that I was uh, volunteering, so I wasn't able to attend the the play session. How was it? So, I have two, there's kind of two stories to it. I tried to play it on Saturday with a couple people, and yeah. we obviously it was right after some stuff came. In, you it's know. some weird times, right? Yeah, now, it's sure. weird times for you Americans, and uh, as a Canadian with a lot of American friends, I I. And definitely feel it and, and understand Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a shithead, so I get it. Um, so I, you know, we played it for a little bit. You can tell we were all kind of like him and Han. So we went and just played phasmophobia. Uh, oh, I also played phasmophobia. Um, but oh, you, said pho- you said phobia. So that's what you were referring to. I assume. Oh no, I play no. Uh, this other one is Phobia Saint Diffna's Hotel. That's oh, that was the whole thing. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I just call Phobia. I just I just assumed you were talking about. I just call it Phobia because it's okay. It's easier to say. Um, My bad. (laughs) But but no, whatever, whatever. You're good. Um, so but on Sunday I played it by myself because you can play it like it's like one. The demo was like one to three people. Cool. Um, I had a lot of fun. It's very awesome. stressful, um, and I played one like mission, and there's 19 missions in the box, and then my one mission was around 90 minutes. Fun, that's awesome. Okay, so, yeah, and there's, so there's like lots of replayability, and like it's cool because if you kill a co- if you kill a zombie, they turn into a corpse. Now that corpse, unless you burn it, like in the turns re- remake, into a crimson head, it has the chance to turn into a crimson head. Fuck yeah! Okay, when does this yeah. game come out? Like, like uh, March tangibly. <laughs> it comes out in March, <laughs> like March twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of time left. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, well, that's yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think you can like go on the. It's uh, Steam Forge games. They did the other Resident Evil games and the Dark Souls uh, board game, all with like not the card games, but like the yes. uh, like physical miniature. By the way, the miniatures look amazing. Um, I saw that picture you guys posted. They even on tabletop simulator, they looked really good. Yeah, it it, it was it was good. I, I'm hoping, I, I'm excited for that to come out. I, I want to try to find a way to like play the whole thing on there because I think it'd be a lot of fun. It's oh yeah, because it's also set up where you can like do a mission and like okay, we'll we'll stop here and we'll come back another time, and then you like keep going through it. Like you have like oh, different so the campaign continues. Yes, and like it's all about like you know finding the the right keys to the right doors how like, hard is it to learn the controls or the controls how hard is it to learn the rules that's an interesting question because i so when we played on saturday i realized that they didn't like send over instructions but they had like a how-to play thing on their like like, a YouTube, youtube video or something yeah, yeah so i watched that and i thought i understood it but i didn't so it was like kind of like i was like half in it on saturday as well so on Sunday morning, I actually watched like I watched them do a playthrough, and if you, I I am much I'm a much better like visual learner. Me too, hundred um, percent. After watching, especially them, for a board game. Yeah, after watching them play for ten minutes, I I could easily go and I could easily do it. So I know we were talking about doing like like other board games or and other stuff like because the P, I used to be part of the board game club here in Columbus before COVID and stuff. So he started uh-huh. doing that, but like but he his like passion is board games. And that's why I love playing with him because he like is a so good at explaining games. We should and look into Gloomhaven. He has it. Glo- yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I I have like the actual like full big box of Gloomhaven. Yeah, so does he? Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking thing weighs twenty two pounds. It's heavy as shit. It's huge. It's such a big box. 
but there's actually also a Steam version of it. Okay. So, I was telling let, him, I was telling Matt, because we were, we were obviously we were talking about him, and I think it was in the, the Patreon section last week, but I was telling him how we want him to to support us, even if it's just a quick hop in, yeah. do the donation. And he's like, well, I don't know any games. And I was like... We will find a tabletop simulator game to play. I, so I said... I told him like a book at the time because he also likes to read. But yeah. if we can open up a game on TTS, that could be yeah, a lot of you, fun too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. If if he wants to do that, that can be... Like, because I know I they have be, like... Yeah. They have like uh, house at a ha- house or haunting at whatever. Hill Manor, yeah. And yeah. we'll turn off the ability to flip the table so that people don't get <laughs> Thank you. overzealous. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know who you're talking about, but thank you. <gasps> okay. Um, I think that's it, though. No, I think. Okay. I mean, honestly, I've been. <laughs> uh, if you follow DreadXP on Twitter, you'll notice that I had an article come out every single day this week. I did. I was, <laughs> yes, I read all of them. I, As your friend, as I've told you this before. It is so impressive how much your writing has developed from that very first blog post. And I think oh, you thank very you. proud of yourself. I, 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 I definitely you just am. feel the confidence in your writing and I love it. Yeah. I, I, I had actually uh, my first, like, I, so I did a, a bunch of FMV interviews and one of them I did yes. was with Randy. That one came out today. Okay. Um, I haven't read, read that one yet. That is like, a, I, I feel a little about just because it was like, it's not written, right? It's just like me and Randy. But it's, I mean, it's me and Randy just talking to each other. But I like am subconsciously aware that I'm on camera <laughs> the whole time. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I've just been writing like a fuck ton. Like I think I have, I don't I, had, I don't know. I had to tell myself that like, okay, this weekend, I'm, I, I know I will write one thing on Sunday and then. I, I'm taking the rest of the weekend off, though. Well, so. luckily, we are very much on the downstretch of the season. There's nothing really big and stressful on the horizon. No, like, so. I might start control tonight just to, like, I fucking love yeah, that game. We have, we have two and a half months for control, so six weeks. Okay, maybe, maybe I won't start it just yet. Yeah, my plan was to start it at the end of uh, July. Because I don't think we have any more games, right? Correct. Like, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. All well, right. That, and that note, I think it's time to get into our last patron forced entry of the alien season with Journey.
I appreciate the extended intro because I am afraid for how short this could potentially be. <laughs> that was my thought when I was like, well, I usually do 10 seconds. Nope, let's make it a little bit longer. <laughs> so this is from our patron, Eddie. Uh, yes. he, has, he says, two basic reasons I picked this. One, it's a more unique experience in gameplay with the end goal a bit amorphous. And two, a buddy of mine, Alex, was the mod on a message board for it and showed me uh, a shit ton about the game so I know it. I hope you all enjoyed it. And so with that, I turned to Justin for some background on this game. Yeah, okay. Uh, not me looking at the Wikipedia right now as we talk. Um, so Journey was the last game made under this like three-game contract between Sony and a game company called that game company. Uh, they actually also made Flow and Flower. I'm not I have sure heard of were... Flower. I've not heard of Flow. So they're, they're both kind of in the similar vein. They're very like artsy and like calming in a way instead of like you know this your usual like action-packed kind of i i would say actually journey is probably more action-packed than flow and flower yeah okay yep. um so uh that game company was an 18 person development team uh for journey and it was main composed mainly uh of creators of the company's previous games okay and uh Sorry, give me one second here. Uh, when development began, Sony expected the game to be completed in a year rather than uh, more than three, which is what it finally took. Um, that game company uh, always expected uh, to need an extension. Uh, development ended up taking even longer than anticipated as the team had difficulties paring down the ideas for the game and maintaining efficient communication. Over the course of the development, the team grew from 7 to 18 people. Uh, at the end of the second year, when Sony's extension had run out, the game did not spark the, emotion, the emotions in the player that the team wanted. Uh, Sony agreed another one year on another one-year extension, uh, but development... development ultimately exceeded even that um uh, oh here we go uh in a speech at the 16th annual dice awards in 2013 the owner of the company had in, had admitted that the company had indeed been driven to bankruptcy in the final months of development oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. and that some of the develop developers had had gone unpaid at the time which is kind of crazy because this... So I found a bunch of articles saying this is at the time that this came out, which was 2013. Oh, yeah. Journey is an indie adventure uh, game co-developed by uh, Santa Monica Studio, God of War, and that game company. Um, you said it's 2013, not 2012? Uh, 2012 is when it came out, yes. Okay. Okay. 2013 is when he like had the speech. Okay. Um, okay. I have found a bunch of articles saying that it, at the time it was the fastest-selling psn title i could not find the actual number though okay. um game sale numbers are very hard to find we found dude, out. it is so sometimes it's like hell yeah here here you go it's whenever it's the they same hit like milestones Netflix viewership like yeah. they just sit on that stuff yeah yeah it, it, i mean you have to hit a milestone and then they'll of course they'll tell you right <laughs> they'll shout it from the rooftop <laughs> yeah uh so journey was released march 13th 2012 uh as a download for psn um a retail collector's edition of the game was released on August 28th in 2012. Uh, in addition to Journey, uh, it included Flow and Flower, 
creator commentaries, art galleries, and soundtrack for all three games. Uh, and then, yeah, on July 21st, 2015, uh, Journey was released for the PS4. And uh, I believe that is also... And then, sorry, and then uh, four years later in June of 2019, it came out on Windows. And then August 2019, it actually came out on iOS. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, there's not like a super ton in here, unfortunately. But So I've been harassing you all week. Uh, and I guess it's time to stop the ruse. <sighs> I am not going to make you do a 60-second summary. I think we should just kind of dive right into plot. Okay. I, I can do it though. If you like, I can like explain it if you want. Cause I, well, actually I, have... I think it's better if we don't time it, but I would love for you to lay out the plot for the game. Okay. So basically journey is like, there are no words in journey. It's like a visual only very artsy kind of game. Visual uh, audio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, like, it is very, we'll get into this, but I, I do think it, even now it is still very gorgeous. Oh, um, gosh, yes. Yeah, and the environments are, like, very vast and open. Um, so it starts with, like, a shine. <laughs> How I put it is, like, a shine from, like, <laughs> Super Mario uh, comes down and you, like, take over this character whose goal is basically to get to the top of the mountain and you have to end up going through like deserts and frozen tundras, frozen tundras underwater ish. Yeah. And then like a frozen mountain basically. And when you get to the top, you have like this like weird hop across like the whole land basically. Uh, and then I not a hundred percent sure what happens, but then you basically are start sent over. back to the start over. Yeah. Uh, there's like a bunch of um, you, you do find like some writings on the walls and stuff because uh, even writing is not writing. So writing is a bad word, but like <laughs> like it, it reminds me of like hieroglyphics. Yeah, but unfortunately, yes. I do not understand hieroglyphics. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, actually, I do have one question before we start. Yeah, did you find another person? Uh, someone popped in my game on the last during this the mountain climb. I had someone pop in my game at the very start. Uh huh. I played with them to the very end. That's awesome. We got lost at one point in time. Like I, yeah, we completely lost each other, and we uh, during the where you're like raising the water and you're like trying to get up that whole thing. Yes. we like lost each other there. And I was like kind of upset because I was like, oh man, I was like, you know, we were going, we were so good. Uh, and then we like found each other in the next section again and it was the same person. So amazing. Yeah. So for plot, I'm, I wasn't sure what to do here because like there, yes, you could, you know, obviously like you could say, oh yeah, it's all like, there's like context to it and, there's like hitting me and there's like meanings behind what you're doing. But I think this kind of reminds me of like, <laughs> uh, how we scored bloodborne for plot. I'm very happy. You said it because that is the point where I'm at. I enjoyed the ambiguity 
of this plot far more than I enjoyed the ambiguity in some of these Souls games we've played. Yeah. But I would be a hypocrite if I didn't also knock this Yeah. for the same thing. I'm not knocking it as hard because I feel like with the brevity of what this game is, with the simplicity of the gameplay, and what it's trying to get across, I feel like the story or the the narrative, I guess, is so much less important and more up to the individual player as opposed to this complex background world building that exists in menus for a game like Bloodborne or Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah. So is it getting knocked for that? Absolutely, because I'd be a hypocrite to not. But I also think it's it's not quite the same. No, see, because I, I think also with Bloodborne, you have basically them, and I don't mean like just Bloodborne, but I'm just using Bloodborne as an cool, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're basically like, okay, here's the thing. You have to look up stuff if you want to know more. Whereas, well, where to go next? Yes, and here it's just very like. Go, the ambiguity is part of the art that yes. is being done here. Whereas I think in Bloodborne, the ambiguity is more of a callback to the Dungeons and Dragons of it all, right? Yeah. Of the reading, you have to like find out and asking yeah. questions and talking to NPCs and reading lore books and doing your research. So I I do think it's very different, and I will fully admit here that this is far more affecting or effectual for a gamer like myself because i do think there's a lot of like interesting questions that can be had but well and also not to mention you you like yourself some artsy fartsy stuff i do but at the same point All I knew about Journey going into it was that it was a very artsy game. Yeah. And I was like, I, my interpretation of the story or the plot or what happened, and I'm curious what you think, is just like, it's like life, right? It's like a rebirth. You start, you yeah. go to the top and you start all over again. It's like the, the cycle of life. You have those meetings with like the, 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 the tall version of you in the in-between chapters but I also just feel like it's a little bit too pretentious for me. Okay, like, now you know how I feel when we watch like <laughs> some of the movies. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like it's not that I didn't like it or that I didn't see what it was doing or that I didn't like see the good or the benefit of what was trying to be done. Yeah. I just don't think it earned it at times or it earned the praise that I had heard from it. And I think we'll get into that more in gameplay. Yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts on plot. Yeah. I'm like, yes, there's not really much here for plot. You kind of, it is left up to the individual to decide what you get out of plot here. Yep. <laughs> I like it, it's hard to talk about plot in this game because they're the the plot you have is basically like what you want to get out of it. Yes. Which is really hard to like score. Yes. So 
I also want to let you know I just got your message saying you might be a few minutes late. I just got that. It just came through. Because <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for plot, I gave it a five. I also gave it a five. I, th- I, I think that's a very fair way to do it. Gameplay. Now, this is going to be one of the categories that I feel pretty strongly about. I do not like it. That's fair. I feel like there is a real world where if you were lucky enough to get paired up with somebody where you could just push the forward stick and stick next to another journeyer and continue on without really having to do a whole lot. But that is really contrasted with what you mentioned. We kind of hinted at a little bit. This is one of the most stunning games I've ever played. Yeah. Oh, it is very visually appealing. It's an auditorial, but you know we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into, we'll get into audio yeah. stuff. Yeah, but it is just beautiful. Yeah. For a game that is ten years old, um, it's it's. It's 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 like it's it's beauty is kind of capturing like all like there are times where I literally just stopped moving and just looked around to see what was happening because it was it's it's that gorgeous yeah and like the way like the little papers move and stuff with you and the way the world kind of changes I was just very very impressed by that I think the only game where I can kind of talk about where like there's a beauty in the simplicity uh, of this would be Limbo. And so that's kind of what I compared it to. But in Limbo, I feel like as far as gameplay, as far as what I was being asked to do, I feel like Limbo was asking me for more. And I like the art style of that more. So I think the only fair game we've played to kind of compare gameplay to would be Limbo. So that's kind of where my score was drawn. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I'm not one for these... um types of games either which i mean it is obviously it's our opinion on how we feel about the game <laughs> yes uh just i know everybody else loves playing this game for some reason or another <laughs> um yeah i i just it wasn't very like and i understand it's supposed to i guess kind of be a relaxing game but then you get to the whole end and it's not it's just not relaxing at all um but i feel like you're right there it wasn't asking for much but that can also be a detriment, like especially if you're. I was not a fan of walking forward and pressing the jump button occasionally for two hours. I don't remember how long. Mine was an hour and twenty four minutes, and okay. I'm there with you. But it's also one of the things I do give it credit for is like sometimes when it comes to artsy movies, as you know, because I made you watch a bunch. Sometimes you get an artsy movie that is tight right it's just yeah. a, a quick and down sometimes you can get one that's up its own ass and can go on for five hours yes i oh i'm very happy that this i if this game was any longer i would have i feel like the length is affected. perfect yes i i agree i think if it was any longer it though fits I, the it medium that they're trying yeah. to do perfectly but it's just not my cup of tea and yeah, I think that if I'm comparing it to a game like Limbo, which I think is a very fair comparison to make. Yeah, absolutely. Then that's where I'm comparing it. So 
I gave it a five and a half for gameplay. I I gave it a six, uh, mostly because I wasn't sure where to put, uh, like, visuals. So I agree. I kind of put them here because I, I I do think it's gorgeous, and I would agree that it lo- like the earlier on in the game you are, the more gorgeous it is. Except for the very end, I do like the very end, kind of like floating up through everything. Totally agree. Totally yeah, agree because with you. when you get when you hit the sand or not the sand, the snow stuff. And you have to worry about those fucking stupid rock things. Yeah, the Steelix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, okay, can I go back to the like nice, pretty sand now? Yeah, where I was floating around, <laughs> having a good time. Yeah, having a good time. Yeah. Audio. This is gonna be very easy for me. I'm just gonna say it. it's a ten. I think the soundtrack yep. to this is one of the best we've ever had on the podcast. I don't care. There's no voice acting. Like, oh my god, I'm on my fourth pixel remaster of Final Fantasy, right? But a good soundscape is sometimes very hard to do and i think that this game nails it i think it is beautiful i can tell you today when i was at work i was actually listening to it to kind of calm myself before a big meeting i had i think it's going to go in my rotation for my study playlist uh it is up there on the level of some of the stuff nobu matsu has done for our favorite franchise of final fantasy um just stunning it it it, it like I said, it's a 10, and I don't think there's any even play with it for me. I just... Very, very, very impressed, and all the credit to the team for putting it together, because it made it such a beautiful visual experience, just amped up even more by the beautiful soundscape and the beautiful scores and the beautiful soundtrack that they made for it. So, no complaints, just amazing. I didn't go full, for a full 10. Um, okay. the only reason I, I gave it an eight and a half, uh, okay. the only reason behind that is I wanted to go for a 10, but then I had to think, okay, what have I given a 10 to audio wise? Yeah. Elden ring and dark souls one and three, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So it's not a 10 cause it's not like I listen still to this day. I listen to the Elden ring and dark souls one and three soundtrack. Yeah. And then I think I started thinking about, okay, well maybe it's a nine. And then I think I put, yeah, what did I put? I think Dark's... I, something else was a nine. I can't remember now, mm-hmm. but it wasn't at that same level, but it was very close. So I just, I had to, I couldn't give it a 10 because I don't sure. think it's as powerful, but I can definitely understand why people still listen to this. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's def- this is definitely one of my kind of like go back and listen to music too, as opposed like Elder Ring is and the Dark Souls games have beautiful scores, especially uh, Dark Souls 3. Yeah. But this is something especially for my own, like I listen to a lot of like lo-fi yeah, and like, this is, it just hit that. Oh, this is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) How scary the category that I think is most important since we are a horror podcast, there are two things I want to say. I'm not quite sure if this is aliens. Yeah. So on the score sheet, you'll see I have aliens question mark because like maybe it could be interpreted. Yeah, I'm not even sure where else to put it. How scary. One of the most infamous episodes on this podcast is our review of The Last of Us where I tried to give a zero. Uh, Justin pushed back because he had tried to give a zero many moons ago. And we established the rule that the lowest a piece of media re-review is a one fine however and then we also had a whole other discussion months later 
because I wanted to throw an asterisk to say this isn't a horror game, and we talked about horrors in the eye of the beholder. Now I kind of want to revisit that because there's a very big part of me. Oh, we should absolutely give this a zero. That no, not I'm fine sticking to the one. Like that's okay. the, I, I'm cool keeping that a here's Johnny rule because if there's something that was going to get full zeros, it would have been Blasto. Goddamn you, Marcus. That is fair. Okay. But this is not a horror game. This is not attempting to be scary. I think even if you took the plot of the journey of life, that even the ending where you get rebirthed and you just go on the journey, the beautiful journey again, right? I don't think that's scary. I think that's uplifting. I think that's positive. I, I will say good. Eddie did tell us ahead of time that he does not know games. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and so that's why I feel differently because yeah. that's why it's also why I have no problem giving Marcus shit is because Marcus is a Twitch streamer. Like Mark, Marcus plays games. Marcus like dead space. It's why I gave a little bit of a pass for Blasto because he wanted to force one of the dead space games. But we already had it on there. Yeah. Um, but this is very much not a horror game. It is not intended to be a horror game. That is not the point of it. It is not the goal of it. It is not the intention of it. It's a one, and it should be a zero. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, Eddie Eddie did let us know like way ahead of time that he doesn't know games that well. And we were like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just pick whatever you want. And Which is why yeah. Justin has been hinting that going into the next season that he... He is willing to work with our patrons. Yes, I'm willing to work with people because to, to, to help them find. Because well, especially like after we pick all like the big good ones, right? Yeah. Like I know it can be a lot harder to find stuff. So with I don't film, mind. Like, there's just so many, right? But in games, especially when you leave the world of zombies, <laughs> it <laughs> you, gets harder. Yes, absolutely. It, it just it just gets harder. Okay. So for journey, for plot, yeah. we both gave it fives. For gameplay, I gave it a five and a half. You gave it a six. For audio, I gave it a ten. You gave it an eight and a half. And for how scary, it got ones. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a fifty-three. That actually puts it in between two films, Signs with a fifty-four and Resident Evil Extinction with a fifty-two. The video game below it is Death Stranding. Marcus is coming up mm -hmm. a lot this podcast <laughs> and the video games above it with 56 are resident evil 3 nemesis the ps1 title and system shock 2 interesting okay also i've decided that i think instead of a commercial i'm just going to play the 60 seconds of music i have i support that so with that yeah. we're going to listen to some beautiful music and we'll get on in to the closing
yeah, that is just so much more my cup of tea. I got feelings like the, like the lo-fi, old school Zelda, some old school Kingdom Hearts. That is just so much more of the kind of music I like. And I, I, I do stand by it. Like, I'm very happy that that was forced on us because I got to experience it. Um, and kind of on that same note, I just want to say is we we have two patron-related things left this season. We have our episode coming up in two weeks with Ginger about the most desired alien technology that we have seen in the season we like to see implemented in our daily lives. I think it'll be kind of be a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then patron forced entry. And that tournament is ongoing on Twitter. If you want an update, uh, that will be disclosed in the campfire section for patrons. So if you want to hear it, you got to tune in there. And I believe, I don't know if it's this week or next week that we're going to be telling the patrons what's coming up. It's this week. Yeah. You got the tease. That's right. It is this week. Um, so patrons, make sure you take the time to listen to the episode because we are going to be asking you for your forced entries for yep. the next season so that Justin can work on his masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually remind me when we get to the the campfire, I have a I have an idea I want to run by you. If you're cool with it, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, but yeah, next week is Psycho Gorman. Uh, oh, it is fuck. A mo- yes. It is a movie that Devin has wanted to watch for a long time. And I told him he can't because I, I know it would come up on the podcast. So we're yeah. very excited to watch this one. Um, I think you've seen it before, right? I have not because I, oh, really? I saw a trailer oh, cool. and I was like, okay, well, awesome. fuck, I'm yeah. not going to be watching that I, for like I know a year. She's pumped about it. So yeah. at least through all the Hellraiser next week, we'll have that to cleanse the palate. <sighs> fuck. Yeah. Goddamn. Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's coming up next. Uh, again, we are five weeks left in Aliens. So if you have anything you want to send us, let us know. Uh, Justin, I do want to say over on Zombie Girls, we were having kind of a discussion. And I think that they helped me create a list of episodes of X-Files that I do think you should watch. Uh, they are not really alien focused. Oh, whatever. Yes. But uh, I think we kind of found out that's not really your cup of tea anyway. All the conspiracy and the smoking man and all that. Oh, God, so, yeah. There are two episodes with the Tombs character. Uh, I think the first one is called Squeeze. Um, but just look up the Tombs arc, T-O-O-M-S. Yeah. Home was one that came up constantly, and I think we I, discussed I heard, it. Yeah, I, I, from what I hear, Home is like the best episode of that show. And then so. the other one is Darkness Falls. Tombs arc, you said? Yep, yeah. there's two of them, yep. Tombs Arc, Home, and Darkness Falls. like Not, not to be movie. concerned with the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> but yes, okay. of the same name. Yep. X-Files episodes. Okay. I want to thank the Zombie Girls Discord for helping put that together. But I think that those are excellent ones. There's some more. There's like one with Jack Black where like Jack Black like control electricity. I think I've seen that one, actually. And it takes place in an arcade. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of cool ones out there. But I think that those three are a very good starting point for you to go from and then okay. get into it. But that's what we got for you guys. Thank you to all our patrons. Psycho Gorman next week. Patrons stick around after the credits. But until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry 
at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.